Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13 minutes long every day, seven days a week, getting us into God's Word, keeping us focused on our relationship with God, on our souls, and also strengthening us in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Help somebody in your life. You know people who need to grow stronger in their faith. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God and about their soul's salvation. Share these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around and come to God through Jesus Christ and get to heaven What a great blessing for them. But that will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with literally everybody you can. We're coming toward the end of our line of thought and study, asking the question, the very basic and most profound question that anybody can ask, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? The Philippian jailer, or the jailer in the city of Philippi. When Paul and Silas were in prison there, he came and fell down before them after an earthquake, I obviously, started by God, had opened all the prison doors, had, unlo- had, had unloosed or had loosed all of the bonds that were holding the prisoners in their places in those cells, and he felt, but none of them had escaped. He was going to commit suicide because under Roman law, he would have had to have paid the price for every single inmate that had escaped under his watch. He would have had to have paid the penalty that they would have had to have paid had they gone on through their incarceration. And so he was just going to end it all right there and commit suicide. But Paul stopped him and said, do yourself no harm. We're all here. Nobody has had escaped. And he fell down before them and ask them, sirs, what must I do to be saved? That is a question that every single individual on the face of the earth in every generation needs to ask, what must I do to be saved? Well, we've been looking at it from a rather methodical perspective. First, we need to recognize I'm a sinner, and because the wages of sin is death, Romans 6 and verse 23 I need to seek forgiveness. I need to find out how to be forgiven of my sins because I'm living under the death sentence, spiritually and eternally. Sin separates me from from God. Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2. How can I be forgiven? Well, I need to learn about Jesus Christ because he is my Savior, and he is the Savior of all mankind, and there is no other Savior it doesn't matter how many people might believe something else, being a part of some religious persuasion might be, might be populated by billions of people. But truth is truth, whether anybody believes it or likes it or wants to accept it or not. And Jesus stated the truth in John 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So I need to learn about Jesus. I need to recognize I'm a sinner, and I need to make up my mind that I want to be forgiven. I want to be saved. How? Jesus is my Savior. So I need to learn about Jesus. I need to come to believe in him with all of my heart. 
He said, Jesus, that is, said in John 8 and verse 24, if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Okay, what do I need to do, Jesus? I need to repent of my sins. In Luke chapter 13 and verse 3, and again in verse 5, Jesus said, except you repent, you will all likewise perish. I have to repent. What does that mean? We spent some time last time analyzing that word, what it means. Technically, it means a change of mind, but inherently understood within that definition is it is a change of mind that leads to a change in behavior or a change in life. So I, it, it boiled down, it means repent, stop it. I got to turn away from the sin that I've been living in in my life. I've got to stop it. Now, what's the next step in the process? A sinner must confess faith in Christ. The Apostle Paul put it very directly in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. When he wrote, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now we might say, well, why is that so important that I confess with my mouth, that I confess openly, that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and my Lord and Savior? Well, in our country today, that would not, to, would not seem to be such a huge issue because most of the people, the vast, vast majority of people living in our nation today, and it has been this way for a great many years, basically since the founding of our nation and long before that, most everybody would say, oh yeah, I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is my Savior. But you do have a significant portion of our population who do not believe in Jesus. And then when you leave our country and you go into many other nations, there are a whole lot of folks who don't even know about Jesus. But some who they know something about Jesus, they still don't believe in him as being the Savior, the only Savior, our Lord, the Son of God. But when you go back to those days when Jesus walked upon this earth, and then after he ascended back to heaven, following his crucifixion, his burial in the tomb, and then his resurrection from that grave. He told the apostles to go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe shall be condemned. Now, part of that coming to that kind of life-changing, life-altering faith in Jesus was the need to openly confess him. Most people alive in the world at that time did not even believe in God. They worshiped idols. They worshiped idols. And so they didn't believe in Jesus either. Most of them did not know about Jesus. So we need to let people know, I have found the Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah, the only Savior. And through him, 
I and everybody else who will come to him openly can be saved, can be forgiven, can look forward to eternal life. All of us have that opportunity. The wages of sin is death, Romans 6, verse 23. But the rest of the verse says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. God has this gift of salvation, this gift of eternal life, waiting for us to accept it. Not just say, oh yeah, God, I accept it. But no, we've got to come to him his way through Jesus in the way that God has instructed in the scriptures. In Acts chapter 8, we read the account of a man from Ethiopia. He was a man of authority and position within the government of Ethiopia. He was also a Jew. And the Lord and the Holy Spirit told a Christian man named Philip to go and start talking to him. The man was traveling back to Ethiopia in his chariot, probably had an official entourage with him, probably to protect him physically against any harm or danger because he was a high-ranking government official. He had been to Jerusalem to worship. He was on his way back home. And so Philip, this Christian man, he asked him, he noticed that he was reading from the scriptures, the Old Testament scriptures. Do you understand what you're reading? And the Ethiopian said, how can I accept someone teaches me, guides me, instructs me? And so Philip got up into the chariot with him, began to teach him about Jesus. And as they came to a point along that particular journey, the Ethiopian, he said, see, here is water. We don't know if it was a river, if it was a lake, if it was a rather large pond, but it was sufficient enough to be baptized in, to be immersed in. He said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, and here's that confession we're talking about. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch, or the Ethiopian, went down into the water, and he baptized him. You see, I need to come to the point. People around me need to know that I believe in Jesus. I need to openly confess my faith in him. A confession of belief in Jesus on earth will trigger a similar event in heaven. Jesus will confess us before our Father in heaven. Think about that. The Savior said, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him I will confess before my Father, which is in heaven. Matthew 10 and verse 32. Wow. Is that mind-staggering? that Jesus would stand in the throne room of heaven before the throne of God the Father and confess your name because you openly confessed his name here on this earth, letting people know that you are turning or have turned to Christ, your Savior. You and I may never be known by anyone famous on, the earth, on this earth, 
But every angel in heaven has the opportunity to know our names because Jesus wants to confess our name, your name, my name, before God in heaven. Think about that. The president of our country may not know us, but the one who presides in heaven will know us because Jesus, our Savior, as we confess his name in faithful obedience here on this earth, he will confess our name before God the Father in heaven. We'll look at one more step in the process of coming to salvation as we close our study next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for giving us the opportunity to be with you in heaven for all of eternity. Thank you, Father, for your being willing to hear our name confessed before you by our Lord and Savior, your Son, Jesus Christ. How awesome, how awesome that thought is. Help us, help everyone to see their need to have their name confessed in heaven as they confess the name of Christ here on this earth. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you, Father. And help us to be a shining example of your love for us and your desire to save us through Jesus Christ to everybody around us. Please, Father, guide us in this. Please forgive us. Hear a prayer. Gracious Father, in Jesus' name, amen.